Hello and welcome to the Practice Squad Sports, the league NFL uh, week five review and preview show. I am Rory Hapt and I'm joined for the first time live by Jared Lenahan. Jared, how's it going, mate? Oh, been better. Not very happy, which we'll touch on shortly. Um, I know a lot of people have messaged me privately saying they're hanging out for this week's podcast because I'm about to tear strips off myself. So yeah, I'm happy to be here, but I'm happy to do it in person too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. This is the first Practice Squad Sports podcast that any of us are doing live, so hopefully it flows a little bit better. And also, full disclaimer, we're watching the last three minutes of the Warriors OKC NBA game, if there's any oohs and ahs in the background. Um, but to start off with, Jared, I think you had a little bit of a, a little bit of things to get off your chest. I do. Okay. So firstly... I'm extremely upset at people for throwing shade at me and putting me in the bottom two of their power rankings. I understand I've got a record of two and four, and that's good and well. However, if you look at my roster, it's a championship roster. Fournette's coming back. I'm, I'm putting up around an average of 126 points a week. And you're putting people ahead of me that are scoring consistently less than me. I'm not happy about it. The other bone I have to pick is with the Arizona Cardinals. I hate them. I reckon if us 12 formed a team, we put Troy Hansen at quarterback... You have me at wide receiver, have, you know, Max or someone running between the tackles. We beat them. A uh, quick stat from Arizona. Um, they are the 28th ranked team in um, rushing. So like in rushing attempts, but then they're the number one ranked team in rushing between the tackles. You've got one of the best every down backs in football on your team, who I happened to draft this year after his amazing injury last year, which was cool. And um, you decide to run in between the tackles instead of putting some, you know, packages together where you can get him the ball and me some fantasy points and probably lower my level of sadness. Um, yes, I'm not happy about that. I'm also not happy about the fact that I lost fantasy to a team that hasn't won yet. He puts up his high score of the year and I lose. That makes me angry too. And I'm also angry with all of you for continually harassing me about it and triggering me. So, can you stop that, and can you have some more respect for me and my fantasy team before I get really upset? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, well, it's a little bit of anger to start off the podcast. Yeah, I just wanted I to guess. clear that up, and I'm sick of people... I've got Fournette to come back. I have Aaron Rodgers. I have Tyree Kill, the number one receiver in fantasy. I have top five... I have a really good team, except if you look at the freaking table, I've got the most points conceded by a substantial amount, and I'm ranking fifth in points four. That's just unlucky. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm over it now. Let's let's move on. We can't all be stegs and just, you know, get away with luck every week, can we, mate? Yeah, well, stegs is the... Yeah, Mason Crosby (laughs) last week drops. (laughs) He drops... He misses three or four five field goals or whatever it was, and then this week gets his own um, have a day Mason Crosby post on the NFL Instagram page. Yeah. Tells the story pretty much, doesn't it? Yes. So, um, just the one thing to touch on before we get going with the review section. Um, power rankings. Stegs and I will hopefully doing be doing a podcast perhaps later on this evening. I'm just waiting for word back on that, but please get in your power rankings every week. It means that I can organize them. We can see who the league values the most as the number one fantasy player each week and um, give Stegs and I a lot to talk about as well. So please do that. Um, Anything to add? You get really angry participants such as myself who get overly angry about their rankings when they shouldn't because it's just fantasy football, but take it to heart. (laughs) 
That happens. That's me. It does happen. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, people are ranking me a lot higher than I rank myself. So thank you for that. Um, now, moving on to the review section, we had a very close week this week. A lot of close games. Yeah, there was a few decided by less than a point. Um, Max needed only one or two rushing yards from Kareem Hunt to win that game, which would really have his season on a different trajectory if he had won a second in a row. Um, Troy Hansen lost, the real Slim Brady that is, lost to Hanging with Hernandez by 0.48. And um, that's, you know, like fair enough. But Tom Brady and his Patriots put up 43 points and Tom Brady only threw one passing touchdown. (laughs) How many times are you going to see Tom Brady throw only one passing touchdown in a 43-point performance? Not very not, often. Not very often at all. So, so, yeah, it was very close. Be spewing if I was trying that. Yeah, and, and like those results, all of them could have gone other way. the other way. It was a very close week, and it was really good to follow live when Red Zone was on. Yeah, and also on that, you know, Julian Edelman coming back in, he gets... A lot of targets, only four receptions yeah. this week. Well, like I said, he's obviously being a Patriots fan, he's Patriots heavy in his fantasy roster. We've got a few of them. Um, and a 43-point <laughs> performance from the Patriots and doesn't reap the benefits in fantasy, which you wouldn't be very happy about. No. Um, especially if you lose by half a point. Yeah. And yeah, you beat the Chiefs, but I'd also like to go on record that the road to the Super Bowl is going through Arrowhead. So, good luck to my Patriots fans, but I think you are in for a tough one. I think the Chargers might also give them an issue, but that's a uh, story for a different podcast. But i just like to tell you just to get off your high horse about that game, because it was said a lot more about the Chiefs' chances than yours, personally. Well, I know for Patriots fans, it is pretty hard to get off that high horse of theirs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's um, a whole podcast there. And that, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, moving on to our matchups. Uh, now, the first matchup we had was what's Dalvin cooking, getting the win against myself, Big Cat Wayne Shevsky. Um A six-point game. I thought that maybe I was a chance for Harrison Butker to get me six more points in those last seven or eight minutes of that KC uh, New England game, but it didn't quite work out that way for me. Um, look, I'm... In a bit of strife here, because my two starting running backs are now on the IR, and Josh Gordon is available. Talks are being made with various teams, but please give me an offer, because I'm in need of a running back now, I guess. Yeah, I want Flash really badly, so I'll talk to you. Um, For you there, I've got a few points to make. Firstly, about how bad I am at analysing fantasy games, because I, on record, if you go back to last week's podcast, said Marcus Mariota has a good matchup at Baltimore. They have 117 yards of total offence in that game. (laughs) They did not score a point. They didn't score one point. They didn't even get in field goal range once. And, um, yeah, so that shows you how much I actually know, which is not a lot, because I said that. And I'd also like to point out that um, your running backs were absolutely appalling. Yeah. Um, and Mariota's seven points. Like, that's a game you should be winning there if Mariota has a respectable game, etc., etc., etc. Very unlucky on your behalf. Yeah. Look, I think it's a... On the optimistic side of things, I had... Both of my running backs had less than six points. Mariota only put up seven. You know, Corey Davis only put up three and a half points. 
So, and I still only was six points away, still managed to put up 100 points. Um, but that's a couple of weeks in a row where my team hasn't really shown up, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit distraught about it. I'd like to question you here, now that I've got you in the flesh, on why you played Royce Freeman over Duke Johnson. Um, it's that tough as nails. LA Rams front just, seven. I knew just, it was a cold weather football game in Denver and you thought they might be smashing the rock. But that's a questionable start. Historically, I think, well, Royce Freeman gets more touches. Duke Johnson's more of a um, running back through the air. But, and I think Duke sort of, his fantasy production is pretty on and off every week. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for me this week, if I had played him, I would have won. But I think just cause Freeman gets more touches in general. Yeah. Um, and has been consistently putting up higher score. Yeah. Well, I just looked at their scores there and Duke Johnson's three, three, five, 13, five, 14. And then I think from memory, Royce Freeman was like seven, eight, 14. Yeah. Something, something it was much more consistent now that I look yeah. at it. But yeah, that could have been a, the difference there. But I just thought maybe the matchup against LA might have had you going the other way. Yeah. I, um, look, I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> thought that's just what I thought. I yeah. mean, even like that game against LA, like Jarvis Landry had one reception. Like it was a weird game for us. Yeah. And heaps and heaps of drops. Like, yeah. I'd also like to ask Brendan, I want you to get back to me on this because I know you're a very, very avid listener and you even came back to social media such as Twitter to get involved in this because uh, Steg's called you out. I want your thoughts and opinions on Darwin Cook because <laughs> he's either inactive or not scoring points and your team's named after him. So I just want you to write back on Twitter or just get back to us privately and let us know what you think about Darwin Cook because I don't think it'll be very pretty. Might, might be time for it. Change in the team name. Yeah, I definitely, think. definitely consider it. Um, now, look, anything to add on this one? No, well, I think it was a much-needed win for Brennan, um, and very unlucky for you. You're in a very, very harsh dilemma here with your running backs. You're going to have to make some moves. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what you do with that. And then for Brennan, got out of jail on a lucky win again. Hopefully, you can build some momentum from it and um, see what Dalvin can cook up coming forward, going forward. Excuse me. Yes, absolutely. Um, and he looks to have a tough matchup next week as well. So it'll be interesting to see. He's had a couple of weeks where he hasn't really put up as many points as you'd like. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back from that. This week. Um, now, moving on to the next game. Had Philly Philly mm. getting their first win of the season against yourself, the Keekly clan. Um, pretty tight match, but in the end, Aaron Rodgers, not quite enough to get the comeback for you. Yeah, well, I'm really upset about this because like, I was picking my brother up from work, actually, and I was watching on my phone while I was driving, which is illegal. Um <laughs> And I had my phone sitting on the dashboard. I couldn't see how fast I was going. So I was just kind of going the same pace as all the other cars. And I'm sitting there and like Aaron Rodgers, I was like, okay, they got that intercept when um, CJ Berthard threw it down the field. They got that pick on their own 20, I believe. And I was like, all right, now I need you to be like kind of good and get up the field a little bit, but I don't want you to be good enough to get all the way down and kick a field goal. I really need extra time here. I want overtime. 
But what's he going to do? He goes and throws four bombs in a row, a fifth one on that out route. I'd also like to compliment Devontae Adams. He's a really good football player. Mm. Um, I think he's severely underrated as a footballer. Well, we noted this, I think, a few weeks ago, but he sort of turned into Rogers' favourite yeah. receiver. And he's actually quite a gifted athlete in general. He's a really crisp route runner. He's very reliable hands. Um, and when they bring Cobb back in, I think the Packers will... Um, they've got a very tough few weeks coming up, but I think they'll um, be better for that. Um, yeah, but I think I've... Personally, I've underrated Devontae Adams a lot, but obviously having Rodgers in fantasy this season, I've paid closer attention to the, the Packers games. Um, and yeah, Devontae Adams is a really good football player. Yeah, and I think moving forward there... I mean, Green Bay's, all of their problems are defensive, really. So. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers has got a bye week now. I've got Aaron Rodgers on bye, which we'll touch on in the preview. But um, he, hopefully he can get his knee better. And yeah, the Packers should be pretty good. Um, now, finally a good week for Philly Philly. sort of had a lot of good performances all around the board, and he needed it to get over the line. Yeah, well, I find it extremely ironic how it's against me <laughs> I said this last week didn't I I said it's going to happen Mahomes goes in an 83 game, point game I think he listened to me listened to me must have listened to the podcast excuse me and heard me say start Mahomes over Goff which I wish he didn't do another thing I want to quickly say like this is just from our fantasy matchup if he was a real arsehole Michael Philly Philly he would have started Jimmy Graham because he had Jimmy Graham and it would have offset Rogers points I was going to say something about it, but I wanted to try and increase my chances of winning. Because if he had to put um, Jimmy Graham in, any touchdown Aaron Rodgers threw was pretty much cancelled out. Any yards to Jimmy Graham were pretty much cancelled out. I thought that might have been interesting if he had done that. But I'm really happy for him. And like his team on paper, like we, we throw a bit of shade at it, but it's quite a like a respectable roster. I don't think it's a 1-5 roster. No, um, I think he has been pretty unlucky in that a lot of weeks he's sort of, you know, had various players just falling short of the mark. Um, but this week sort of shows that when they all do put it together, he can put up a good score and get a win, which was pretty necessary. At this yeah, point. well, he's still like a um, contender. I mean, he's only four, three games back from a playoff spot. So, I don't think all hope is lost. If he had lost this week, 0-5. Is it 0-5 or is it 0-6? He would have been 0-6. 0-6. 0-6 is a massive... Like, you have to win out and you're going to lose a lot of tiebreakers because you're six-game loss streak. Um, but 1-5 is manageable. If you win out from there, you get an 8-5 and five record. That's a playoff record. Um, especially with how close the league is. So, it's not all over. Um, and I hope he kicks on from here and does well. And um, I'm sorry that I had to be the one to take the loss. Well, I hope he doesn't do well next week because I'm bursting him, but uh, maybe moving forward. Yeah, let's um, see. Now, the next game I had was Malcolm Mitchell in the middle, continuing on that big, big hot streak of his, uh, getting a 30-point win over Uggs and Thugs, which is no small feat in itself. So, even with Deshaun Watson only giving him five points, still managed to rack up 151, which is pretty huge. And the Jaguars giving up 40 to the absolutely pathetic Dallas Cowboys, giving his defense a score of minus one. So if you you call Deshaun Watson a uh, call Deshaun Watson a 20 point week, like just an, around at 20 would be his average, I'd say. And then Jaguars give him 
seven points on defense. That's another 22 points. That's 175 again. He's consistently scoring high. Devontae Adams, massive. Saquon Barkley, massive. Sonny Michel really coming into his own there in New England. His roster is extremely formidable at this point, I believe. Um, and we all laughed at him. Look at us. What would we know? Yeah, what would we know? Old Taco's come and turned it around. Um, and he... Look, on the other side of things, Uggs and Thugs... Like, it's pretty decent week. Nothing to be too upset about. Maybe if you start Marquise Goodwin instead of Smallwood, get a little bit closer. Yeah, I was a bit puzzled on the Smallwood, Smallwood start, excuse me. I think... I, this, I mean to be meaning to say this, but I think there's a blissful, like... This is just the funniest ongoing situation. Him and those Denver Broncos receivers. He plays them, they don't score. He puts them on the bench, they score. Every single week. Sorry, I'm just deleting my waiver request while we do this podcast because I realise that you can put people on the IR. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Apparently you can do that. Oh, I see. So uh, A bit of inside info on the Rory's... A bit of inside info. Um, how you do it? I don't know. How do you do it? Can you put some? How do you put someone on the IR? If anyone knows how to put someone on the IR, can you let us know for Rory, please? Mm. That's annoying. We'll figure it out. Because we'll no, yeah, because out. he has got Kenneth Dixon on his IR. I don't know how he managed that. We might have to message Taco privately after and ask him. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so what was I saying? Yeah. So the Denver Broncos receivers, Troy Connor. I know they haunt your dreams at night because you <laughs> you play them and they don't score. Then you don't play them and they both put up. 24 and 14. I mean, you did have good weeks from your receivers in general, but I'm sure those Denver Broncos are the bane of your existence at the moment. Yeah, well, look, when you playing both receivers week in, week out... Yeah, you can't... I'd be trading one of them. I mean, like, i just pick one. I'd trade one of them for a, a better option, better running back option, possibly, while you wait for Le'Veon Bell. Who we don't know where he is. Who we do not know where he is. Sedini. Like, look, probably week 10. Yeah. Bell. And then, I can't. but James Connor's doing so well. Are they even going to bring Le'Veon Bell back in? But if he's with the team, like, yeah. I think he's still, he just has to play, I think. Yeah, what, I understand. Six or seven games. I understand I that know. he'll come back, but will the Steelers use him? Maybe, well, I don't know. Will Maybe you think, what? well, trading him would be the best option at this point, but. Because I've explained this to a few people, like, um, independently of our league and whatever. Like, my dad's asked me, it's like, what are they doing with Le'Veon Bell? Pretty much what I can gather from it is they're trying to squeeze the rest of Ben's contract out with Le'Veon Bell on franchise tags because it doesn't hit their hard cap and then give Ben's money to Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon Bell doesn't want to keep playing on one-year rentals because he keeps playing on one-year rentals. He blows his knee out. Then what's he worth? Nothing. Yeah. They release him the next year with his knee blown out and he doesn't get a max. And we saw it with Earl Thomas when he broke his leg. Yeah, correct. It was the same thing and he was holding out and, you know, break your leg, flip off the home team crowd. Correct. Yeah, correct. Um, (laughs) um, And, uh, like, David Johnson got a deal straight away with Arizona. I don't know why they paid him money if they're not going to use him, which I talked about before. Anyway, I won't talk about that. Todd Gurley got a money. He's on very and respectable money. He's 
Well worth it. Well worth his money. <laughs> kind of funny, extremely funny. Let's touch on that really quickly. How I drafted Todd Gurley in the first round, eighth pick overall, two seasons ago in fantasy, under the tutelage of one Jeff Fisher, and he was an embarrassment. Was that? Was it him or Melvin Gordon that couldn't score a touchdown in their rookie season? It was Melvin Gordon. Uh. Todd Gurley was good in his rookie season, mm-hmm. and then um, he fell off. In his second, his sophomore season, mm. under Jeff Fisher, as everyone in that entire organization did. Well, <sighs> anyway, Jeff, Jeff Fisher's good at his job. I just, he's, I just, <laughs> I just have like the worst fan. Like this, everything in fantasy can ever go wrong for me goes wrong. You know, I just, I'm actually over it. Um. Anyway, let's move on. Yep. Uh, forgetting Brandon Marshall, getting up by. 0.12 points over Shirley Temples, which is pretty rough for Max, who was looking for his second win on the trot and really needed it. Couldn't get those, what, two yards from Kareem Hunt. Cooper Cup um, injures himself Cooper in the Cup first injures himself. order on an illegal tackle, I might add. A collaring illegal tackle. Um, uh, yeah. Pretty unlucky. I oh, just, Max, I've got a lot of issues with you at the moment, but I feel sorry for you here. <laughs> I do feel sorry for you. Um, yeah, I, honestly, you needed either two, two more yards from Kareem Hunt or 1.2 yards from Kareem Hunt. So you could blame the refs for not sporting his balls correctly a few times, maybe. Cooper Cup, one point, obviously going to score more than 1.2 if he doesn't get illegally tackled. And he's week to week now with a sprain. So that's better than anticipated. I thought when I saw that, I saw it live. I thought he was done. That's season. See you later. Thanks for coming. But that's very good news. And you've got Doug Baldwin back in the frame now as well. That's exciting. So, yeah, I think, you're, again, your roster's a bit um, underappreciated. For your record, you've got a good roster. And that's what I'm liking about the league. Poor records with good rosters. It's just, you know, it's anyone's game still. So, yeah. sorry, for your, sorry for your loss this week, Max. It was painfully hard to watch. And um, on the other side of things, forgetting Brandon Marshall, that early season pick-up of James Connor really... Paying dividends, another big week for him. Um, that's his what second week in a row of what twenty eight or more points. And yeah, he had, had thirty four. He had thirty four last week, and then twenty eight this week. Yeah. I also like to add that I was about to pick up James. I don't know if you remember this conversation in the group chat. I was about to pick up James Connor, and then Hugh went and picked him up. Do you remember <laughs> I, that? I remember that. I was like, I'm going to pick up James Connor now. I don't know why I said anything. I don't know why he said anything either. Like, for the life of me, could not tell you why I said anything. And then Hugh goes, oops. <laughs> I went, oh, cool. So that was, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, 110 points. It's been, it was a week where there were a lot of, lot of scores that were sort of teetering around that 110, 120 point range. Um, and luckily for Hugh, 110.5 was enough to get it done this week. But you'd probably want a little bit more production most weeks. Um, like looking over the matches this week, it's not going to get you oh, the win. It's only going to get you the win against two other teams, really. Yeah, um, correct. So, um, in his defense there, he's got a few very um, low scores that you wouldn't expect to be low. Jarvis Landry with two receptions for 11 yards. 
Um, the Chargers do have a very, very good defense, I might add, though. Very underrated defense, especially in the secondary. And they've got very good edge pressure when Joey Bosa's fit and firing. That's a really, really good football team, I think. And Phillip Rivers, again, also extremely underrated. This is an underrated football team, and I think they should definitely be in the AFC conversation. Um, like I said before, with the Chiefs and the Pats, uh, Jaguars and stuff, not so sure anymore. Blake Bortles at the helm. But, um, yeah, you'd expect more from Jarvis Landry, being a, being a reception monster he usually is. Um, Greg Olsen's back, so he should be putting up some pretty big scores in the coming weeks. Cam loves him. Um, and Carlos Hyde, yeah, with only 34 rushing yards. Uh, that's a bit underwhelming as well. So you'd be looking for them to pick up their slack and push for scores in the higher to mid-100s mid there. And I think... Um from a Browns point of view, I think Carlos Hyde at 3.4, that's, you know, considering his year so far, that's not going to happen very often. Normally, he'll put, be putting up at least 10, but he's had, you know, only that was only his second game below 12 points. So, I think Hyde is a pretty good start consistently week in, week out yep. from history. Um just a bad week this week. And then you've got Mark, like, those Saints players coming got, back. Like, has he got um, Ingram? Mark Ingram, Mike Thomas, oh, both coming on. back. Like, Yeah. Well, you put that, throw them in. Yeah, exactly. You, tr- you push Sterling Shepard out. You throw Michael Thomas back in for Landry. Landry to the flex. And then... Like, there's a lot to... And there's even he, a lot to think about there. He's got over-selection issues. Yeah. He's got one too many. Yeah. Um... And that's also good in case Le- if Le'Veon Bell comes back and takes the slack, Connor comes out, Ingram comes in. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can put... um, And you can keep Carlos Hyde in there. Yeah, that's like, yeah. I actually completely forgot about his two Saints players. Yeah. Um, cool. So, look, it's looking pretty positive for Hugh. Um, good. I, pers- I personally wouldn't put him at 10th in my power rankings. I don't know. I don't think I'd put him at 10 either. I think that was one extremely salty individual... Losing to him by 0.12. That... Nine. 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 Max it, had him at nine. You've got a four and two record at ninth, Max. <laughs> Just because um, he beat you. Yeah, I mean... Thanks for putting me above him, though. I appreciate it. Who did... Go back to that. The power rankings. Troy Connell. Who did he have at one? Try, stakes. Does he? Did only, he? Only one that doesn't have Malcolm Mitchell in the middle. Interesting. Um, let's move on to yep. two more games left for this week. Uh, so we had Trundle the Great going into the last game. He needed, what, eight points from kicker Mason Crosby, which probably would have felt a bit nervous about given Crosby's week last week. Yep. And Crosby delivers with 17 points. Trundle, once again, a bit of luck on his side, gets his fifth win on the trot up to second place. Um... And Max loves Cox and Dix, just not not quite enough. Um, yeah. Maybe if Amari Cooper, Cooper doesn't, doesn't get concussed. concussed. Yeah, possibly, but they lost 27-3 to yeah. lowly Seattle. So yeah. that is an absolute... I only got 10 more years of this. Oi, <laughs> well, how, nine and a half how now. The, how the fuck did the Browns lose to Oakland? Oh, it was the refs, actually. Don't worry, it was all the refs. That's so true. Um, yeah, um, Trundle, this is a massive win without Kamara too. Yeah. Without yeah, Kamara. Yeah, big win. Um, Hines came in, didn't do enough. I mean, you'll have Kamara back, so you'd think he'd move back in, but Hines you'd probably expect to see on the bench for a little while. Yep, and oh, that's 17 points from the kicker just says so much, doesn't mm. it? 
like this is what I was talking about last week. Um, Mason Crosby, old Philly Philly, needs his kicker to pull through. Mason Crosby being a league, a perennial, rep, what's the word? He's been a highly, he's been a noted kicker. Pro highly, bowler. Pro bowler. He's been a pro bowler for 10 years. He's got a good yeah. leg. Reliable. And then the week Philly Philly needs him to score just a few, kick a few field goals. He doesn't. And then old Stegsy needs him to pull through. And then he gets his own have a day post on Instagram. Yeah, well... That's how it runs. That's... Yeah. I mean... That stakes for you, isn't it? Yeah, just runs lucky. Nothing to do with him as a manager. Nothing to do with anything like that. It's just luck. And I might add, I just want to compliment Max Loves Cox and Dicks here with the Melvin Gordon drafting. He is an absolute stud. 27-30-16 against LA which is, you know, a bit of a low outlier. 30-22-35. Is he the top? He's number two. Number two behind Gurley? Um, Gurley would be one, and then um, Kamara's had a bye week, and he's three, I think. Right. I'll just check, like, Kamara now. Kamara's still... No, Kamara's five. But I think I think it goes Gurley one, and then two is, yeah, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And then I think, I think Kareem Hunt maybe is three, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, awesome pickup. Um, I don't, can't recall when he drafted, but Melvin Gordon was a... I think he might have gone at the 12-13 turn from memory, didn't he? Because he went Gordon, AJ Green back-to-back. Possibly. Um, I, that's just going from memory. Yeah. I I'll couldn't tell you. But yeah, anyway, I want to compliment that draft pick because I always... The charges just get don't get mentioned. Um, no, this isn't... We're just going to have a look where you... Uh, just for my own peace sake, and check where you drafted him. I think it was at the eighth. Oh, eighth. Okay, so, so first round. Melvin Gordon, eight. Take passing on Fournette, passing on Kareem Hunt, passing on Nook, DeAndre Hopkins, passing on Julio, who's now gone Which, 700. Uh, what is There's a stat about him not getting a touchdown, so he still hasn't got a receiving yeah, touchdown. I don't know. That's. that's <laughs> Suck out. Yeah, anyway, I really want to commend your drafting of Melvin Gordon. So, congrats on that. Um, yeah. Um, and look, moving forward as well, he's got a couple of expendable pieces on the on the uh, bench. I mean, Eric Ebron has is having a huge year, and he's got Ertz, who's having somehow having a bigger year. Um, so, maybe once the bye week goes for one of those, which is... They're both on bye week nine, so you can get rid of one of them now. I've, yeah, well, someone, we did discuss last week in my, when I was talking about people looking for trades, there's a lot of people looking for a tight end. Yeah, and look, that's a an option, that's a really good option in terms of getting a wide receiver now that Cooper's in concussion protocol, you don't really have that clear-cut WR2. I mean, even if Cooper comes back, he's a bit, Volatile. he's very hot and cold. Um, so... So not some options there moving forward for Max Life's Cox and Dicks. Yeah, I don't think he should be discouraged by his loss this week. Um, and I think he could make a few roster moves to really cement himself as one of the powerhouses in the league. So I'd like to see what he does there. Um, moving on to our last game, the second close one of the week. Just hanging with Hernandez, hanging on by a half a point over the real slim Brady. Um, hanging with Hernandez, getting... Some 
big, just consistent production, really. Just a few players getting those, you know, late teens points. Vikings came through with a good week, I mean, against Arizona, but still, nonetheless. Um, and, yeah, the Pats just didn't quite get it done for the real Slim Brady. Yeah, well... As I touched on before, Tom Brady only throwing one touchdown passing in a 43-point performance. That's going to hurt. TJ Yeldon only scoring 10 at Dallas. Um, I would have expected a bigger score from TJ Yeldon, who's been putting up a look at the weeks before that. He's had 26, 23, 15, 15. The weeks Fournette haven't been playing. Hasn't been playing, excuse me. Um, so you'd be disappointed about that, definitely. He's had a massive score again from Gurley. You're literally expecting 30 a week from Gurley, aren't you? 23, 32, 24, 25, 33, 36. You're going to expect 30 from him every single week. And um, that's really cementing his con- subconscious, I suppose, at taking him number one. That's a consensus number one pick. If anyone's picking first, you're going to take Gurley, I'd say. Yeah, I mean... Maybe you could have reasoning for Kamara now. But, like, I mean, I'm a bit regretful myself for not taking Kamara even second. I mean, yeah. it was just a bit questionable. I took DJ because you know why? Because they paid the man his money. His injury was only a wrist injury. I was like, you know, he's only back. a wrist injury. It's it's fate. I go second again. I get another shot at DJ. So I went with my gut, and I also really like David Johnson as just a guy in general, and I like rooting for you know people I like. So that's why I took David Johnson. But it'd be interesting. Maybe we could run a podcast where we do the first round re- redone and we could talk about who people would draft now as opposed to who they would have drafted at the start of the season. That'd be very interesting. That would be a really good podcast. So listen to that. potentially might set that up, um, which we'll discuss at the end. We've got a few other pods coming in as well. Anyway, we're getting off track. But yeah, Todd Gurley is definitely a consensus number one pick. Um, I love the pickup of Brait. Um, for a, for a week for a plug in for the week, mm-hmm. um, that was a good that was a good little move off the waiver wire. He didn't use a waiver priority either. He just got him in free agency, um, and yeah, I like the the courage to sit Fitzgerald. Um, technically, it's cost him this week because <laughs> Bo because uh, Brandon Cooks scored less than Fitzgerald. But I like the move benching Fitzgerald, and that's got to suck for a third round pick. Um, and then on the other side of things, hanging with Hernandez, solid as always. He's always putting up those really consistent scores. Um, a few low scores. I want to compliment the starting of Devin Funches, who's put up uh, 18.4 for him. Um, and his score, score should have been bigger, really. Phillip Rivers in a 38-point performance, only scoring 14. But that was on the back of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and um, Javarius Allen, probably not who you want to be playing. Moving forward, WR2, I would I would have Kenyon Drake over him personally just because Alex Collins gets more touches. Yeah, the Ravens anyway. are really tricky because they throw the ball almost in the league. Yeah. They've got a committee at running back. They're very up and down. Some of their games are very, like, they, they've got a very, like, kind of dog pound kind of team, you know what I mean? They're not very flashy. They've got four receivers that share the receptions as well, so it's hard to pick a receiver. Um, they're a really tricky fantasy team, and they've been notoriously tricky for a few years. I mean, Joe Flacco really isn't playable, I don't think. And then the, all those running backs and then a spread of, like I said, a spread of receivers. And they're um, notoriously in low-scoring games, I find. Those grinding games. They're not really flashy for fantasy production as someone like the Rams would be, you know. They're yeah. probably on the opposite end of the spectrum. But they've been like that for since I've played fantasy. They've always been hard to have players. Um, 
hard to have players on their team in your fantasy and know you're going to get uh, production from them. Yeah, and just going back to Allen, a lot of his production comes from those like goal line touchdowns, essentially, and he's not going to get those every week. So it's a bit, I think it's a bit, um, look, it's a bit of a hit and miss sort of call playing him. Um, but that's how we round out the week. So um, we'll just run through the standings quickly. Um, at the bottom of the ladder, two teams on one and five. We have Philly Philly and Shirley Temples. Uh, Big Cat Wayne Krzyzewski and the Kiklu clan, respectively, at ten and nine, both on two and four. Um, and then it starts to get a bit, bit interesting. You've got four teams on three and three, and what's Darwin cooking? Uggs and Thugs, The Real Slim Brady, and Hanging with Hernandez. Uh, in fourth place, forgetting Brandon Marsh with four and two, and third place, Max Loves Cox and Dix also with four and two. And then the two at the top, which are just sort of separating themselves now, Trundle the Great and Malcolm in the Mitchell, Mi- Malcolm Mitchell in the middle, sorry, both on five and one, uh, both looking pretty primed for a playoff run at the end of the season. Yeah, so really, as I alluded to last week, it's a really interesting fantasy league because everyone's rosters are very close. And all the games are quite close. You've got those two at the top really just dog-pounding everyone. I think both of them suffered their only losses in week one. I know for sure Trundle did because I beat him. Because Tyreek Hill scored 50. I think Malcolm Mitchell in the middle did as well. I think he's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure. That's just a a stab. I believe he might have. Um, And from there, they both won out. I love how how close it is. It's just the most enthralling season of the league yet, I believe. Um, and even the teams from 9 through to 12 are only two games back, really, two to three games back from the fourth spot. Plus, you're obviously going to be taking games from each other in the process. So everyone is still in it at this point, I believe. Um, no one should be discouraged, and I think everyone should continue to push to try and get themselves into a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looks, it's nearly at the halfway point of the season. Yeah. Um, and so, at this point, apart from the top two, any team three to twelve, I could make a case for for a playoff spot. Yeah. Despite their records, if you took their records out of it, um, if you took the records out of it, this would be another interesting podcast segment. If you were to remove people's records, try and get people to guess their records, because those, some of those rosters are not one and five, two and four, three and three teams. Yeah, it's, there, it's there really interesting. A lot of a lot of parity around the league. Um, there's a few teams going into week seven who are in need of some big wins. We'll be touching on that a little bit later, but first we'll just run through a preview of next week's games. Um, the first game that we have is Big Cat Wayne Krzyzewski going up against Philly Philly. Um, both teams down towards the bottom of the ladder, both teams in need of a win. Um, big Cat... Got a few things to think about now that his running backs are all falling to the ground. Um, but Dr- bolstered by Drew Brees coming back a bit, hopefully get more than seven points, unlike Mariota. Yep. Um, yeah, what do you think? Disclaimer, my analysis might go rapidly downhill. My phone's on 1%, which I'm using for... Yes, yeah, yeah, this thing must be dead that I've been using. So, um, on this one... Interesting. Firstly, for Big Cat, what are you going to do at running back? 
Um, hoping to hit up someone on the waiver wires. Um, but, look, not too sure at the moment. Hopefully Duke Johnson can... Had a couple of good games. Well, had a, been a bit on and off, but had a good game this week. Going up against Tampa Bay next week, so hopefully he can um, come through and put up a decent score. Um, might try and move around, like I've noted, might try and move around Josh Gordon for a running back. Of some, um, of some form, yeah. Of some form. But, yeah, a few things to think about for myself. Definitely. Um, I think on the other side of things, you've only got one player on by or two. So you've got Jimmy Graham and you've got Juju Smith-Schuster. But D.D. Westbrook's a pretty good plug-and-play, I think, there. Um, might get your solid 10 to 12 points at the least. Um, and he's got a few favourable matchups Again, Pat Mahomes at Cincy. Um, that'll be an interesting one. I think Pat Mahomes might have a big game there. Surely, Shady McCoy has a big week at Indianapolis. He's going to have a big week. Yeah, and he had he put up 70... He put up... What, 94 yards from scrimmage last week? Um, he's had a f- couple of good weeks in a row, so hopefully... I mean, touchdowns are the only thing that's really eluding him at the moment. Yeah. And that's eluding the whole Buffalo Bills team. Correct. So, um... On the on the contrary to that, back to you quickly. I just want to touch on that. Um, you've got a few tough matchups this week. You've got DeAndre Hopkins at Jacksonville. He's going to be going up against the man of many, many words from this week, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, Troy Connor sent me that. He hates Jalen Ramsey. He hates him. Troy. Troy Connor <laughs> hates Jalen Ramsey. What, too much trash talk? He can't stand him. And then this week, he was so happy. He tagged me on Facebook in the video of Jalen Ramsey <laughs> mumbling like a four-year-old that got his chocolate bar stolen. <laughs> oh, he must be so happy about that. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, you've got a few tough matchups. Um, Bilal Powell versus Minnesota. That's a tough one. Yeah, whether he stays there, I'm not too sure about. And Drew moment. Brees might get in a, sh- a low-scoring defensive battle at Baltimore. But any game I feel that includes New Orleans is going to be a end-to-end game. Just yeah. happens to be that way. Um, and then Tyler Boyd at Kansas City. That Kansas City defense is pretty poor. But you've got a few tough matchups in there, which might prove to be quite sticky for you. But I'd really like to see what you're going to do with your wide receivers. I'd like to see if you're going to flip Josh Gordon, what you can get for him on the trade market, if he's actively being shopped. Um, I think this will be a... I'm going to say it's going to be a low-scoring game, but it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Hopefully, I've had a couple of low-scoring weeks in a row, so hopefully my team can sort of turn out a little bit this week and I can get a good score. But um, should be a... Good game. It's pretty big for both teams. It's a. I put this in must-win territory. I would as well. This is um, a must-win game, both teams. Um, I think the loser of this may... Although Philly Philly elevates to the same record as you, I think I think this is uh, essential for both of you to win. Philly Philly loses, I put the coffin, the final nail in his coffin for his season. If you lose, you're hanging on by an absolute thread. Yeah. I would agree. So this um, is a big one for the bottom end of the table and for both your aspirations for the fantasy football glory, I think. Yeah, who do you who do you give the edge? <laughs> I hate saying this to you, but you're going to yeah. lose again. I've got you losing, and I, this time it's not anything out of spite or anything. I just think your situation at running back is just absolutely sad. I feel bad. And then uh, you've got a few tough matchups in there, like a few of your big performers I think might slightly underperform. Um... But for your sake, I hope everyone 
has a big week. Um, I just think he's got a little bit too much, like, looking at, he's got a little bit more star power than you at the moment. Just because of your running back injuries. He's got Keenan Allen, Pat Mahomes, Shady should have a good game in Indianapolis. I think it's going to be a squeaker, but I think you'll lose. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to comment on who I think is going to win. We've gone from, remember last week, we've gone from backing ourselves no matter what to yeah. no comment, please. We're, a bit, we're shook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my thoughts are with you. Um, now, the next game we have is Trundle the Great going up against Forgetting Brandon Marshall. Um, top of the table clash, two teams, top four. Uh, Trundle has his kicker, Mason Crosby, on by. Um, and Geronimo Allison as well on the bench on by. Um, on the other side of things, forgetting Brandon Marshall already made a few changes. He's got those Saints coming back in, Mike, uh, Michael Thomas and Mark Ingram, and then James Connor on by, Jordy Nelson on by, uh, Vance McDonald and Derek Carr on by as well. So n- not a lot of, not a lot to think about in terms of his lineup this week with half of his team on bye. Um, but this should be a really close game. This will be a really good one. This will be a really, really good game. Uh, he's got Calvin Ridley, I believe, might not be playing this week. Uh, he picked up an injury in the Falcons game. Who does he bring in there? Pierre Garçon, I'd say. Maybe. Mike Williams. I don't know. But that's just something to note. Um, Calvin Ridley might be questionable come the weekend. It's going to be a really good game, this one. I actually think, on paper, on paper, excuse me, forgetting Brandon Marshall kind of has the edge here. His team's really good on paper, isn't it? It is, yeah, absolutely. Um, like you just go one for one. You've got Cam Newton, tough matchup at Philly, but they haven't been quite as formidable, but it's at Philly. You've got Cam Newton. You never know what Cam's going to do. He's either, he could just do something no one's ever seen before, and I mean that in a good and bad way. You never know what Cam's going to do. You just have no idea. <laughs> um, against Matt Ryan, that's close. And you got Ingram, like I think is extremely underrated fantasy commodity. Well, he hasn't really had... like He's only had the one game so far, scored two touchdowns. So, But he hasn't had the chance to prove himself fully yet. Big talking um, point would be... Because um, both of them have a New Orleans running back each, that could be a big mm, swinging point for yeah. this matchup, whether Ingram gets the work... Or if Kamara goes off, I think that could be a massive swinging point in this matchup. Because across the rest of the board, like Adam Thielen, absolute monster. Number two fantasy receiver. Behind mine, truly, mine truly, Tyreek Hill, my angel, my everything. Um, but yeah, it's, this is, this is I'm going to have to go close to pegging this game of the week without looking too closely at the other games. So this might be close to game of the week here. Um, I had another one on mind as well, but looking at the matchups here, it is, it is very enticing. Um, something to note that in the only game that, um, that Mark Ingram played after his suspension before the bye, Alvin Kamara put up 6.9 points. Yeah. Well, before that 43, 17, 35, 41. Yeah. So 41, Jesus, 43. See who, who comes through. And gets more touches there. Yeah, um, I think that's going to be a massive swinging point on this one. Absolutely. Um, but as you as you're running through it, it does look like a really really big sort of lot of good head to head matchups. Um, Sex is going to have to find a kicker, but 
yeah, should be a really good week. I think I'm going to make a tip. I think, um, I think Stegs's luck's going to run out some week and I think it's this week. I think forgetting Brandon Marshall's going to put up a big, big score. I think Kamara's not going to get as much as necessary. Um, and I think forgetting Brandon Marshall will get the win and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go the same way. I think Stegs, yeah, I think Stegs is in a bit of trouble this week. He's coming up against a good roster. Coming up against a roster with some favourable matchups too. This is really going to test him this week. If he comes out of this one with a win, I think he's really going to cement himself as one of the favourites for the title. But this is going to be a massive test, and I think biggest test yet, Stegs. Good luck to both players. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the next match, we have our... The Keekly clan coming up against Hanging with Hernandez. Mm. Um, yourself in a bit bit of a must-win <laughs> situation as well. With Aaron Rodgers on by. With Aaron Rodgers on by. Hilarious. Um, so you're going to have to pick up a quarterback there and put him in. But I think... I think this is a similar sort of matchup for matchup. It all looks pretty tight. Yeah, well, I'm hoping Fournette's going to play this week. Yeah. Um, he's been said that they intend on him playing, but if he's not playing, then I'm going to have to play Crowell against Minnesota, which I don't love the thought of. But um, Crowell's actually been a really quiet achiever. He's RB number eight in fantasy. Um, he's had a few really big and games. And he's had a few mammoth games. As, and against teams you wouldn't expect, sort of, in a way as well. Like, Denver, Denver. have got a, quite a good... He had a, a franchise record, 219 rushing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what's going to happen there if Fournette doesn't play again. But I like the matchup for my receiver, John Brown, at New Orleans. versus New Orleans, sorry. I like my matchup for Tyree Kill. I like my matchup for Golden Tate. I like a lot of my matchups this week. Obviously, I'm going to have to bring Aaron Rodgers out, which doesn't, you know, I don't love that. As anyone's not going to love that. And yeah. you've got to pull out the number three fantasy quarterback in a must win situation. Um, and I'm quite scared. I'm Philip Rivers, Zeke Elliott, Mike Evans. He's got some stars. Robert Woods. He's got some stars on that team. Absolutely. So this is going to be um, a good one too, I think. Have you have you made a waiver claim for a quarterback? I haven't. I'm just going to um, wait till the waiver is clear and just pick someone up. And I don't need to wait. I've got an, I've got an actual waiver in. Okay. Um, but I've got number two priority and I didn't want to spend it on a quarterback because I don't think anyone's going to be wavering a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to wait until wait until the waiver is clear tonight. And then I haven't even looked at the available quarterbacks yet, if we're going to be honest. I'll make, a, yeah. I'll make a decision on that tonight. I'm looking right now and it's it's not much. Um, I might. Maybe. Maybe Dak. I don't know. Who, who's Alex Smith playing? Uh, Dallas. Hmm. That could be interesting. I don't yeah, know. That'll be an interesting. I'll see what I'm going to do there. Everyone will know by tonight. I'll probably pick up my quarterback tonight, I'd say, once I have a better look at it. But I... I knew Rodgers was on a buy, but I haven't even thought about it, like I said, because I'm not going to put a waiver in for a quarterback. It's pointless. Um, I've got a skill player I want to pick up. I'm really high on and I hope I get. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But this is going to be a close game as well, like we alluded to before. Um, could go either way. Nah, that's not who it is. That's not who it is. I dropped him last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I think... 
yeah, look, looking at the matchups, it looks pretty head-to-head, like Johnson and Zeke, all pretty neck-to-neck. Uh, Mike Evans, Golden Tate, pretty neck-to-neck, you'd say, this season. Um, maybe give Mike Evans the nod, but in as of... Look, since Fitzmagic's died down, hasn't been heaps coming out of there. Um, Jameis Winston really likes his tight ends. Yeah. You know, it's like Cameron Bright and OJ Howard, both good performances. And Jameis does thread the ball a lot. (laughs) Um, To how good he spreads the ball, we'll talk about that some other time. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he does throw the ball around a lot. So... Mike Evans, he does, but I'm contradicting myself, but he does, he does love Mike Evans, but sometimes when he throws to Mike Evans, it's just because he doesn't know what to do and he just lobs it to him. Yeah. Down the field. Yeah. Um, I think, look, I think it'll be pretty tight. Again, I think given Roger's absence, I'm probably going to give Hang with Hernandez the nod this week. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what you do as well. In yeah, of- um, again, I'm going to be my own number one fan. I'm going to call myself the winner here. So I'm backing myself in. I, I just don't like... I just hate it because if you look at my... T- it's actually... I actually have quite a good roster on paper, do I not? No, yeah, you do. Like, I just... That baffles me, you know? I just... I don't understand. Because I've been... Like I've said, I'm repeating myself. I've conceded the most in fantasy by a substantial amount. I'm beyond middle of the pack. I'm fourth, I believe it was, in points four. And I'm sitting in tenth. Yeah, well... Ninth. Where <laughs> some people like stakes are lucky, others are unlucky. Yeah, me and Philly, so, Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And this will be a good game. Um, and it's a, a good swing for me to get the win because that pins hanging with Hernandez on three wins and he's down in fifth spot. Yeah. So there could be a real big swing in the table if I were to get a win here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the next game we have is what's Dalvin cooking going up against Uggs and Thugs. Um, if Dalvin is cooking anything this week, still not really sure. He's been put back in the starting lineup, people. He's been put, ba- he's been put back up in the starting lineup, but Coach Mike Zimmer is not 100%. That he'll play, yeah. Um, but even if he plays, I mean, hasn't done heaps this year. So we'll see if that makes a huge difference. Um, what Stephen Cookin has Antonio Brown on by? That's a big, 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 big blow. Obviously, yeah. star player. Um, and on the other side of things, um. Uggs and Thugs has Aaron Jones and Tyler Lockett on by. With Le'Veon Bell on holidays in Fiji somewhere. He's been on by for a while now, but (laughs) technically on by. Um, Interesting to note that Uggs and Thugs, as it stands, not playing both Broncos. Just one Bronco this week. Just one Bronco. Zero Bronco. That's a new uh, game. This is a new segment. Zero Bronco, one Bronco, two Bronco. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's nice to know that we have fans out there who listen to us. I reckon it's going to be hilarious if Demarius Thomas (laughs) has a massive week and Emmanuel Sanders does nothing. At Arizona, that's got it surely... But then would you thinking not be here that Patrick Peterson's going to mark Emmanuel Sanders' big week for Demarius Thomas? I'm trying to get in your head a little bit, Troy. Yes. I'm sorry. But don't listen to anything we say because 
Well, I think I think given Marquise Goodwin's big week, you probably need to shift him back into the starting lineup now. So he's done that. Um, Joe Mixon seemingly back to one hundred percent. He's had a couple of big big weeks in a row. James White still getting those receiving yards. Yeah, so he's, he's a PPR. Really he's a good PPR. He's, really he's a good steady PPR, PPR player. Yeah. Um, on, um, I want to add just quickly. It's a nice... I mean, it's not nice dropping Antonio Brown out, but to bring his replacement in to be T.Y. Hilton, who was just on a bye. Yeah. That's a very nice replacement. Yeah. And I'd like to... I'm just going to let some info out for everyone. If, As you all follow our Twitter, I'm sure. There was a trade in the works sub- surrounding Leonard Fournette. Um, the trade was very close to going through, and it was going to see T.Y. Hilton and Dalvin Cook come to my team. And in return, he was going to be receiving Leonard Fournette. And uh, who was the other player? Crowell. Mm. He wanted running backs. That deal was very close to going through, but he decided just because of he wanted to stick with it. But he was we were very very close on a deal there, which would have would have been a big would have been interesting that one. Yeah, Um, because I think you can see the argument both ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to, like, I was happy to run with uh, Carson at RB2 and then have T.Y. Hilton flexing with Golden Tate and Tyreek Hill. That really would have bolstered my wide receiver ranks. Also could have flipped a few of my wide receivers, like John Brown and stuff, for potentially another RB2 and stuff. Yeah. That could have been a really blockbuster trade. I mean, it could have had a lot of repercussions, but Brennan said to me, he said, I like your trade offer and you're reasonable, which I always am with trade offers. Yeah, right. Um, But he decided to stick with... Yeah, he stick with his guns. Um, and something else to note for Brennan, Tevin Coleman will now not be competing with Devonta Freeman, um, unfortunately for me. So you'd expect to see a bit more production from him, more touches. Um, so he could start putting up some, some bigger numbers. Yeah, well, Edo Smith's been a pleasant surprise. They've been incorporating him into the offense in Atlanta. I think he's quite a good little footballer. Um, kind of in the same mold as Tevin Coleman, I suppose. He's quite he's quite good. Um, I but you'd presume Tevin Coleman gets a majority of the workload. And yeah, so that's that's a bene- uh, a um a big benefit for you there, Brennan. Who you got this week in this one? I think. I think I'd have to take Uggs and Thugs. Um, Brennan's had a couple of weeks in a row now where he hasn't really put up the points. I think Uggs and Thugs consistently gets those 120-point scores. I think I think I'll see him taking the win. Yep, whether it be week. whether it be zero, one, or two Broncos, I've got your back this week. Uggs <laughs> and Thugs. I think you'll win. Antonio Brown in potentially a different story because you could drop Cook or Kerryon Johnson out, but. Yeah, I think this is going to be a win for Uggs and Thugs, and that will push him to, I believe, 4-2 and two and sit um, Dalvin Cookin on 3-4, and four, which also helps me when I win this week. Yeah. Um, now, two more matchups left. We have Malcolm Mitchell in the middle coming up against the real Slim Brady in what I had as a potential yep. game of the week. Mm, it'll be a very good game. Very um, good game indeed. Devontae Adams on bye for Malcolm Mitchell in the middle. You could probably expect to see um, 
I'd suggest he's going to slide Sanu into the wide receiver position and then, and then he can flex, well, depending on Dalvin Cook's status, potentially Latavius Murray after yeah. this big week. Um, but yeah, either Breda or Inua if he's fit. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he's actually not... He's quite a good player. Um, but it would be interesting to see what he does there. On the other side of things... Um, Real Slim Brady, Ben Roethlisberger on bye. Not that it really matters because he's going to play Tom Brady every week, even though, who, I mean, is having a really good year in terms of fantasy production. Better he's, than Brady, I think. He is indeed quarterback four and Brady's quarterback 12. Um, I think that's a loyalty thing, however. That's absolutely a loyalty thing. So you should really look at moving Roethlisberger for a piece, if that's the case. Well, yeah, I mean... I think it's, quarterbacks are pretty tricky to move because people can't really justify giving up a good skilled player for a quarterback. I mean, we've been pushing for Philly Philly to do that and we're, again, here um, endorsing that, excuse me, for the real Sim Brady. But when you need to give up a skilled player for a quarterback, it's a bit... I think it's it's pretty dependent on quarterbacks going down. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah... No one's going to trade for one for a bye week, etc. But yeah. I mean, I suppose, for example, if you drafted someone that's really... Un- like Dak Prescott, for example, and he was p- performing poorly, and the waiver wire, your options were Bortles and, you know, maybe Keenum, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Like those real middle-of-the-way to lowering quarterbacks. And yeah, maybe you trade for one. But you need to identify them and then also find a deal where they're happy to part with a skill player, which are, you know, a high, highly performing skill player. Even a middle-of-the-road skill player... To justify picking up a quarterback, I don't know. It's a very tricky one when you're not trading receiver for running back. You know, skill player for skill player. Yeah, especially absolutely. With tight ends are hard to trade as well, because when you're giving up a wide receiver or something for a tight end, you know, it's it's tricky when they're not like for like. So yeah, but I think it's pretty pointless him having Ben Roethlisberger sitting on the bench. Well, I I think he should should have been playing Roethlisberger ahead of Brady, but. Yeah, but he's never going to do that. Yeah, I know. So I, I know. think trade Roethlisberger. And also, like, just while we're on talking rosters, he'd be a bit disappointed with Jordan Howard thus far. I remember we were on the phone when he was drafting him and he reached up for Jordan Howard in the start of the third round. Yeah. Um, there was a... Adam Thielen was still on the board Um, <laughs> at this point because he fell to Steggs in the fourth round. That's crazy. The end of the third, possibly. Um, and i also like to note, I was one millimetre away from not picking Shady and going feel and heal back to back. That was... I was... That would have been fantasy receiver one and two in the same team. I was I was honestly this close. What could have been, mate? What could have been, hey? Um, now... This is a good this game. Is, this is a good game. This, this is a really, really good close game. game. I think Devonta Adams out, massive, massive out. Yeah, and and it, there's no obvious fix for that either. I'd like to point out, yeah, there's not. Um, there's a plug and play options. He can drop it, like yeah, like I said, he can push Sanu up and then play a running back such as Breda or Murray in the flex. I'd also like to point out, Sonny Michelle has been giving him very pleasant production. Um, 17, 19, 22. The Bears have only conceded 100 rushing yards once, and that was to Frank Gore, 
They also have not given up a rushing touchdown yet this season. Yeah. So expect Sonny Michelle's production. It, like that's a very in the last three weeks when Sonny Michelle has been given a bigger role, he's gone 112 and one, 98 one, and 12 receiving yards, 106 and two. But against that very very tough Bears defense, um, in Chicago, could be cold as well. Because it's been starting to get really cold in the the Midwest and the in the central and the east, you know, in the middle section of America. There, I know Chicago is more to the east, but through the middle is what I was implying there. Um, he could have a few sticky situations, Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson really at Jacksonville. Good. That's a tough one That's too. That's a tough one, and especially after Deshaun had a pretty quiet week last week, putting and up hundreds. 177 yards. You'd expect Jacksonville defense to bounce back heavily as well. Yep. Yep. Well, both, I think both, um, both Houston and Jacksonville, Jacksonville both have some, something to prove I think, that, I think that'd be a good actual game to watch. Yeah. Division rivalry. Correct. And, um, JJ Watts firing. Yeah. Which might, Blake Bottles might be a bit upset about. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Fournette plays. Cause I think, yeah. Anyway, we're getting a bit off topic with that. But yeah, there's a lot of lot of moving cogs in this matchup. Gurley's got a very good matchup at San Fran. Mm. Deshaun Jackson's got a good matchup at Cleveland. Brandon Cooks at San Fran too. Yeah. Um I think Look, I think the real Sun Brady is a big chance to give Malcolm Mitchell in the middle his second loss of the year this week. I'm gonna agree with you again, my bro. Um I got the Slim Brady winning too. Yeah, but I think that'll be a really, really good matchup. It will be. It will be a very good matchup. Again, that inclusion of Devontae Adams might have skewed my opinion. Yeah. But I think Gurley at San Fran is just too hard to overlook. Especially with Sonny Michelle, I think, is going to underperform drastically. Um, and I think I think Slim Brady, yeah, he's going to win. There's a few factors there that make me skew that way. Um, now, last matchup for the week, we have our Max Loves Cox and Dix going up against Shirley Temples. Um... A lot of players on by Shelley Temples, oh Russell Lord, Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Jared yeah. Cook, Doug Baldwin. Um, oh my not not God. great for him. On the other side, no player. Oh, sorry, Amari Cooper on by, but if he would even be fit, that's a question. Is something else. So oh, Maxi boy, Maxi Maxi. A lot Max. to think about for Shirley Temples here. Max loves Cox and Dix versing Max. So the insulter versus the insulter. Yeah, bit of bit of rivalry. Bit of rivalry in this one. Blood. Um, wow. Okay, you've got a lot of issues here, Max. What are you going to do? He's going to have to pick oh up a quarterback. God. A running... Does he even have, run, oh, he's going to have to play Dion Lewis at Chargers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, good God. This, um, this is what you... Oh, Ronald Jones, the flop. Nah, I don't think that's for you. going to have to pick up a tight end. This is what you get for going uh, wide receiver heavy in the drive. Yeah. <laughs> when I roasted you at the start of the season. So... Yeah, look, I think... Is I'm Cooper just going to go ahead, get it get it over with. I think Max loves Cox and Dix is going to win this one convincingly. Um, yeah. He oh can, my god! What if Cop doesn't play as well? Yeah, he can oh, slide god. Robbie Anderson in perhaps, or even um, Callaway could have a big week against Tampa Bay. Christian Kirk. He's been starting to fire up. He's had a few decent games: 85 yards and a touchdown, then 77 yards on six yeah. receptions. Yeah, so that's an option as well. But I. Whatever he does, I'm sure it'll be enough. <laughs> Max, like, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. 
I, that, I hadn't even looked this far ahead because usually I have a quick glance through all the games and make a few notes of what I want to talk about. I hadn't realised... I'd also like to roast you for having, like, two Oakland players, two Seattle players. Oakland are terrible. Seattle are equally terrible. I don't know, dude. And if Cup doesn't play, yeah. you've got... Oh, just... Oh, my God. I'm actually... I'm upset. Imagine this is if, worrying. This is a concern. This is This is like a 50-point... 50 50-point 50 game. I think so. <laughs> um, oh my god. Oh, he's going to be very upset with us. Yeah, whatever. Um, this just stems on, like, there's just a lot of things, Max. Like, Tatum is better than Fultz, like I said today. I know this is an NBA. <laughs> <laughs> but he's sitting there getting butthurt because Tatum's flexing on Embiid. Just like, while we're on it. Yeah. While we're on it. He can um, flex on whoever he wants because he's an absolute animal. Anyway, okay, that's completely off topic, and we'll pick a fight with about that. In another yeah, game. Embiid like, wasn't even strong enough to block Brown's shot. That's so embarrassing. Like, just went straight through. That like, is so embarrassing. Oh shit. my god! Can you believe um, that? No, I can't. Um, but that's our preview for next week's game. Just quickly, um, maybe Max do Max loves Cox and Dicks, a community service. Give him Ebron for the week. <laughs> just give him to just, just, give, just him. give him a handicap swap Lockie, give trade, him a handicap trade Cook who's on by for Ebron for the week let him play Ebron <laughs> embarrass him by beating him and then trade get him back that'd be funny <laughs> um game of the week not this one <laughs> not, not this one not this one not this one um oh, I've, I've got a there's a couple that are I'm really gonna close. say the real Slim Brady versus uh, versus um, Mitchell in the middle. Malcolm Mitchell in the middle, and also the one I said, Trundle the Great against forgetting Brandon Marshall. Yeah, both both really big games at the top of the ladder. Um, and both like a lot of high scale, high high powered offense offenses yeah. going at it. Um, I personally had Malcolm Mitchell in the middle against the real Slim Brady, but I think. An argument can be made for, for both. both. And I, I think, think they're both going to be really good matches. Yeah, I think we'll get a bit of coverage on. Um, we'll get a bit of coverage on both of them throughout the week. We'll try and get in contact with their managers for some comments on lineups yeah. and stuff, and we'll keep everyone active on those. And there's also this is a good segue into the next thing we're going to talk about is the must-win matches for the week. Yes, there's a few uh, must-win matches. Yeah, um, mainly centering around the bottom of the table more than anything. Absolutely, and let's just. Get this one out of the way first. Max <laughs> must win match. Um, yeah, and I've got him Vegas. Hold on, I've got a call from Vegas. <laughs> They've got him at a fifty-four point five point start. <laughs> they got him on the line. This is like this is Alabama versus Central Iowa. Um, so just to confirm, Vegas are setting Max's line at fifty-six points this over is, under. This is literally this is literally um this is literally an Alabama versus Central Iowa matchup. <laughs> Central Iowa, I've got a uh, walk-on quarterback who drinks kegs at parties, and that's Max's team at the moment. <laughs> oh yeah, my well, god! Well, I just, I'm so baffled about that. So, but you got to win, mate. So good luck. Win, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other one, big one to watch. Uh, big Cat Wanchewski going up against Philly. Philly both must win for both of them, as we've touched on, um, and it should be a pretty good game. So it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. Yeah, well, that's got big repercussions at the bottom of the table. Like I said before, it is Philly Philly loses. That's his season. He's playing free season every week now. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, if he gets a few more wins together and then has a loss, for example, um, that could be okay, depending on the other results going forward. Uh, and yourself, you need a win 
no matter what as well. I mean, you've got on your final chance, really. If you lose here, it's a very tough ask. You just got to ask for favours from that point on. Yeah. But if you win, that puts you into that three-win category, and there's a lot of teams cluster jammed in that middle of the table on three wins. So that's still... It's a must-win for both of you, yeah. It's a and, big one. And... Likewise, the Keekly can yep. up against a tough opponent and hang with Hernandez. Well, if you guys thought I was angry this week, if I lose next week, <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> I will be absolutely... If, yeah, I just... I'll actually... I swear on my life, this is on record now, if the Cardinals don't feed David Johnson the ball this week, I'll write hate mail to the Arizona Cardinals Twitter account until they reply to me. <laughs> I will not stop. I'll, every hour on the hour... I will write at Arizona Cardinals, fuck you, what the fuck, or something similar. I'll think of a scripted tweet that I'll send to them. And I'll also inbox David Johnson on Instagram. It's on I, record. That's going to happen. I look forward to it. So, um, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Yep. But I hope it doesn't because, you know. I mean, it, and then people go, oh, it's just a game, Jared. And I go, just a game. <laughs> and laugh at them, you know. Because it's not just a game. This is much more than a game. This determines your manhood. A lot of things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like losing in general. Um, now, let's move on to everyone's favourite segment. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, Old El Paso like to bring you the Taco of the Week, brought by Old El Paso, who have genuine, authentic Mexican cuisines readily available to you at Coles and Woolworths. Anyway, that was their plug. Um, great food, by the way, for anyone that hasn't had it. Yeah, we're not actually... They're not actually sponsoring us. We're just... Yeah, we go to Woolworths and buy it ourselves. Um, but people can... Max can talk about this. He purposely does taco stuff now because he needs to feed himself. Um, but yeah, anyway. So this week's Taco of the Week. This one's a little out of the out of the box. Um, because everyone didn't do... No one did anything silly this week, really. Like, we went through the games before we started the pod. And there wasn't really anyone where you go, Why did you do this? Why did you do that? There was a lot of... Judge, judgment calls that might have gone the wrong way or whatever but no one just did something blatantly taco you know yeah so this week for me to reach out for the taco of the week Max you're the taco of the week congratulations clap 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 now my reasoning for this is your power rankings I don't know if you were like eating salt out of a bowl while you're doing it but having forgetting Brandon Marshall is it 8th 9th 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 a 4-2 record with a really good roster I had him at Four? I had him fourth or third, maybe. Look, his average... His mean... Yeah, his mean position... His average is 6.375. 6.3. Some so, people had him fourth, fifth. A few were seven. That's even seven's questionable. But nine? Come on, Max. You can't yeah. honestly rank him ninth. And that really brings his average down as well. You've no really ruined it. You would have had him at... So, yeah, um, it would have been in the six, five to six range. But that's just absolute salt because Kareem Hunt let you down. Like, you constantly let yourself down. But... In return for this absolutely blasphemous decision, you're getting some more tacos. The old El Paso home kit. Soft or hard taco shells, you'll have to let us know. Um, because, you know, we, we're happy to do either. Maybe if you had hard last week, try soft this week. Um, and for anyone looking to redeem their tacos, just get in contact with us as well. No one's actually redeemed any yet. Yeah, but, well, um, I literally go to the shops and I've got them sitting at home. Yeah, so A taco kit, if you want it, Tell me, you get it. Like, this isn't just like a joke, ha, ha, ha. You've actually got tacos. You have to buy your own mints and shit to make the tacos. Yeah, we're not... We're not, we're not going to do we're that. We're not charity. This but, is, yeah, this isn't for um, And, Max, we look forward to seeing you 
in the taco of the week next week when you put up 50 points as well. Oh, if you if you, if your score is <laughs> embarrassing, you're on again. Mexican night. You can make a Facebook status, Mexican night at my house, PM for details. You could have a freaking Mexican... You could have a stall at the Multicultural Festival at this Fun, rate. Funded by us. Funded by us. <laughs> or yourself via us. Um, yeah, well, really funded by a fantasy football team. <laughs> oh, my um, Just a few... Just a couple of things before we... Wrap yeah. this up. I could just um, like to note that we said we were going to cut the podcast down. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like our longest one. Um, I think it's because we're live and yeah. we're just getting it on, you know. Yeah. Um, fantasy NBA. Um, we have expanded. There is a fantasy NBA league starting, starting as of today. Um, here at Practice Squad Sports, we will be covering fantasy NBA. We fucking love sports. I love all sports. Like, really, really love I it. I love sports. Um... We will definitely be looking to cover it on our Twitter. We'll I'll put our website. I've got a website going, um, and we'll be putting articles up there. So definitely keep in touch. You know, follow us on Twitter. Keep an eye on it. We'll be posting fantasy NBA stuff as well, and hoping to expand our our fan base a little bit. Um, now, other podcasts. Uh, we've got. Quite a few going now. Yeah. Actually, I, we really, really elevated really quickly. Yeah, it's good. And it's like, I love everyone contributing as well. Because it's really, I actually really like, I love listening. I listen to all the pods that come out too. So when Stegs yeah. and um, Dan, uh, Max, excuse me, did their NBA one, I listened to it. I listened to the whole thing. I've listened to every pod so far. I love, and I love the ones I'm not in as well. I love listening to them. I yeah, love it. Yeah. We're just, we're just, you know, we just create content here. So um, subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. I'll give you a little taste of what we've got coming up um as you might have noted the other day we had an nba podcast with yeah max and stegs um about an hour and a half just running through the nba it was really great to listen i had a few points that i'd like to raise so i'm hoping they'll have me on the next one so me i can too. make a few arguments i was sitting there and i was like getting annoyed i was like say this say this say this. they just wouldn't yeah and like when they to discuss topics i was like disagree yeah <laughs> Agree, yeah, disagree. I'd like, to, love to argue We're going to have to start that. adding them on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Stegs and I are doing a Power Rankings podcast. Perhaps tonight. Um, but we'll see how we go with that. Yeah. As well as that, we'll be doing a... Um, I'm going to be starting the interviews. Yep. So, I'm going to be doing an interview type series... It's gonna be it's gonna be good because what I'm gonna like the plan for it was obviously we're all in the same fantasy league, but all, a lot of us don't personally know each other. So I was gonna um, do a series, well, like where I kind of get everyone you know acquainted with each other, just as people, just so we kind of know what others are like, you know, what others do for fun, you know. As well as that, I'm gonna interview them in a general like a general manager style and kind of ask about their philosophies on fantasy. Um, you know, talking through their own draft, just just kind of a general recap of the player. That's in fantasy. You get to know him a bit better as a person. Um, with like we'll do, and we'll do a few like of those this or that kind of segments throughout the interview, and also talk to them just generally about football. You know their team, what they think about their team, all that kind of thing. And I think it'd be really cool because we're all you know in this group chat, and I'm abusing people I've never met in person before, and I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. If, if I think it'd be really cool for everyone to get to know each other on a more personal level and also yeah, kind Ollie of Yeah, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've met Ollie before, <laughs> but I'm in here hurling abuse at Ollie, calling him a taco. 
And if I walked up to him in the street, I wouldn't be calling him and talking, you know? But yeah, so like that'd be cool. And it'd be interesting to see how other people operate fantasy-wise. It'll be cool because I'm going to ask all that. It's going to kind of be split into sections and you'll kind of, yeah, like you get to know them personally. You'll get to know about their fantasy operations and their thoughts on that. And then we'll just chat more general sports and, you know, general things about themselves. That'd um, be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a really good series to look out for. Um, another one we had was... Max and Stakes again, they'll be doing, I'm assuming that this week they'll be doing their top fantasy players, their moves of the week, their start sit. Yeah, all that. I enjoyed that one. Thursday. I enjoyed that one. So that was a good one. Um, and we will also be looking into doing a redraft as well. Yeah, Great so idea. we're going to do, I don't know when we'll do that, but I think we should get everyone together for that. We'll get Max yep. and Stegs in as well. Maybe after exams are done. Yeah. Um, and what we'll do is we might do a redraft, two round or possibly three round redraft um, where we'll all, it'll take a bit of time for us to compile our data and that, but it'll be really interesting kind of halfway through the season, possibly in a few weeks, we can um, sit down and we can talk about the biggest busts, the biggest steals um, from the draft. Um and also, we'll run through possibly maybe three rounds. Yep. A redraft of three rounds or something. And that'll be really cool just to, you know, kind of... Because there's a lot of players, you go, oh, this player's doing well. And someone picked them up in the 11th round or something. Yeah. Like, you don't realize. Or there's someone, like, for example, I drafted David Johnson second. Yeah. And he's not doing well. Um, you know, that kind of thing. It'll be really cool. And you don't realize a lot of the moves people make on fantasy draft day until they're in the situation. Um, so it'll be cool to, you know, go back through that. It'll be cool. Um... And just an update, Stegs and I are going to do a pod, hopefully, in the next hour or so. Um, and the last one that I had was uh, thinking about a potential fantasy NBA podcast. Yeah, as well. um, I'm going to confess, I was that I was busy Saturday watching the races, the horse races, all typical, all day. And then I realised I had my fantasy draft. Ran and got my <laughs> I got my girlfriend's laptop. Because I left mine at home. I didn't do any study for the NBA draft. I just went on my knowledge. And I do know a little bit about basketball. I follow it. I don't follow it every single day. um, But I do follow it. I check the scores every day. um, And I watch games whenever I can. (laughs) So I kind of just went more on, you know, just feel for that. And I think my team's come out all right. But it was just, I winged it pretty much, you know. I think... um... I think as well, we're all pretty pretty new to fantasy basketball, so yeah, be interesting to see once we sort of figured out the scoring, how it's just, everyone operates. Oh, it's just ridiculous, because I could tell you the circumference of freaking Cam Newton's right foot, but I, you know, but basketball, I, I know everything I can possibly know about NFL, and my fantasy records reflect someone that doesn't even watch it, you know? Yeah. And then on the off flip side, I think my NBA fantasy team might be a good one. And yeah. I kind of just winged that because I was busy punning and hanging out with my girlfriend and forgetting the fact that I had an NBA draft to do. And it ended up pretty good. Yeah. So well, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, but we'll definitely explore the possibility of a fantasy NBA podcast. We're hoping to expand that audience as well. Yeah, because we've got more people from um, the basketball league that could yeah, get on board. We, I hope this takes off a little bit. I love doing well, podcasts. We, we mentioned it in the group chat. Yeah, so hopefully we've got a few more followers. Didn't seem to be much of a reception. Maybe, I don't... I don't think they knew we were serious. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it was so funny because when we actually started, like, the podcast in general, Rory was like to me, I was laying in bed and, like, Rory messaged me, he's like, let's start a Twitter, like, 
rumored like your Twitter and an official league Twitter and we'll start on podcast and I was in bed going haha laughing on this is epic let's do it I wake up the next morning from Rory's like hey man so here's the sign in for the Twitter here's this this and this I was like oh fuck you actually did it sweet and then we I think the next night we filmed our first podcast yeah, fun, it's been good fun. I thought it was yeah. just like a meme at first, but then we started that day when we opened the Twitter and we were just firing rumors off and everyone was getting so pissed off. And it just taken off. It's good. It's been yeah, it's been good. And hopefully once we both have a bit more time as well with uni and whatnot, we'll be able to get a lot of good content coming out. Yeah, it'd be cool. And I know Stegs and stuff love doing it. Steg I just want to plug Stegs. I I know he's gonna listen all the way to He has a voice for radio. He has a perfect he has a perfect tone. He has a perfect language. He has. He, you are very elite in terms he's, of your. You could host a show or something. It's and then that, it's that one hundred four point seven experience. Coming yeah, it must through. be a. Tr What's that? Black Thunder. I'm um, Daniel with Black Thunder. Blah blah blah. Like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you've. You're really good. You're good at hosting and carrying the show in the right directions. And then Max as well. I think Max, you're really analytical and um, good to listen to as well. I mean, I'm a bit uh, sporadic and I kind of splurt out what comes to mind. But Rory, I think, is in the same elk as Daniel, and you're both really good at carrying yourself through the podcast. So I think it's really good all around. I'm loving it all Yeah, it. it's a great team we've got here. Um, I think that's all we had gone on for probably twice as long as we were planning well, on. Well, we, we said we'd stop at 40. We said before, yeah, we'll go for 45 minutes. And now Closing in on an hour and a half. An hour and a half, but I want nothing but time for practice squad sports. Absolutely. Me too. My um, university degree can wait. It's all good. That's it. Because um, who I'm else gonna... is going to give you a review and preview of the week if we exactly. don't? You know what I mean? Like, no one. No one. Like, what, you think You think ESPN's going to do it? They don't give a shit about us. Not yet, anyway. No. Give it time. We'll, yeah. be, we'll, be, we'll be on ESPN. We'll have a 30 like for 30 soon. series. Yeah, yeah. The league. Yeah, absolutely. Corruption. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be pretty um, cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. You got anything else to add? Don't think so. I've got a... Get ready and go pick up my girlfriend, so I think I'm pretty sweet. Yeah, I better go to the gym, and I'll be extremely angry the whole time I'm there, thinking about the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> trying on. to figure out if my waiver got picked up. They should be clearing through right now. Uh, might be a bit later because of daylight savings. Ooh, yeah, it might be. Have they gone through? Mm, no. Have not. Not yet. Hmm. Well, I hope mine goes through, and I just hope the Cardinals just stop what they're doing, and I hope the quarterback I pick up plays well, and I hope I win, and I hope everyone has a good week in general, and I hope everyone's teams win on Monday, and um, yeah, the interview series will be coming, hopefully I'll be doing one of them tomorrow. Fantastic. So, there's a lot, look, we're looking at like four or five episodes coming out this week. Yeah. So, yeah. we've got a lot going on. Um Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a rating yeah, as well. Five stars. I have five stars. We deserve it. We do. Um, follow us on Twitter at PracticeSS. Um, or you can follow us individually as well. I'm at Rory Hapt. I'm at Jared Lenahan, I believe. So, um, yeah, that'll do us for tonight. Yep. Always fantastic to be here with you, mate. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Great. I really enjoyed doing it in person. It yeah, flows it's been better. Great. I think great it flows to do it live. Um, the audio should be a lot better as well. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to keep on doing it live as well in the future. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I think. Yeah, go so Panthers! Just go, everyone. Go Browns! We're gonna uh, get those Eagles. I think me and Stegs are gonna watch it Monday morning, so that'll be good theatre. 
great. Maybe you can maybe you can live stream it or something on the Twitter. Yeah. Just yeah. Just putting out there. I get really a la ringer. I just Troy Hansen can discuss this. I get I've put a hole in my wall before watching Panthers. Yeah, this is. I get extremely violent in Panthers games. In the playoffs last year, I had a meltdown. I get extremely violent. So, um, and he wouldn't talk to me actually for three days after we won at New England last year and Cam maintained his unbeated run against Tom Brady and the Patriots. He wouldn't take my calls. He literally ignored me for three days. Literally ignored um, me. It's wait, good. so is it Panthers Eagles? Panthers Eagles, Monday. That'll be a good game. It will be a um, good game. Alright, well, hopefully we can get a live stream or something. Maybe a quick reactions pod after. But yeah, we might be able to, yeah. See how we go. Anyway, that's it from us. Thank you um, very much, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Go the Keekly Clan. Go Big Cat Wayne Krzyzewski.